I do wonder whether someone should have took a gamble from the back on Wes. Hmm. Like, what is the actual difference between Jake Newey? I'm gonna start calling you Adam Seagull. Like, what is the actual difference? I'm gonna start difference? calling you Jake Buscombe. Genuinely, how much <laughs> Jake Buscombe? How much time do you reckon you lose from me? <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake Seagull? Shout out Just... Bruce Buscombe. <laughs> That was un an unbelievable race from Sergio Perez. What a race we've just we've just watched. At the time of filming this podcast, though, we're technically coming to them live from the stewards' room because the decision actually hasn't come out about that safety car thing. It's still being so made. So we potentially could lose the win live on, on air, <laughs> which would be crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. This is a very special episode today because today is the 69th episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. Yeah, it sure is. And Sergio Perez is on top. Top. <laughs> <laughs> Woo With Leclerc behind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've got a uh, we've got an interesting episode today. Well, it's a bonus episode almost. I know it is our normal episode, but we've been throwing out the bonuses left, right, and centre, so you never quite know what you're getting. Oh, you mean the Jake and Fab eps? Yeah, when we yeah, just well, the solo ones. Yeah, yeah, because we've been doing so many guests, and we do actually have a mega guest coming, but we won't. Don't need to talk about that. We're going to talk about the race. We haven't got to talk about that, but it's going to be an. Mm, yeah, and can you believe he's coming be to the flat? Yeah, no, it's, I actually can't. Yeah, I actually can't. Ridiculous. People on Pit Stop Podcast, make sure you stick around, hit the follow button, rate the podcast five stars so you don't miss anything. But However, that's the end. Let's, let's not sleep on this episode because what an amazing race we just watched. I can't wait. We've got Fab's notebook coming up. Oh, no. Jake's got. Oh, okay. You'll well, see you've I got a few notes as well. I a few notes and then I saw you wrote and wrote and wrote in. I saw you wrote in everything. My Roman. I saw you writing everything and yes. I just thought, no, one of us should do it because you're just way more tactical and you've got such more eye for it. Yeah, know? but I like the way that you bring all the numbers at the end, the standings. I just, oh, like, I can I just, like, I just like everything that you do. Yeah, I can throw a few things into the equation to make today's episode of the Pit Stop Podcast great. But yeah, Singapore was an amazing race. We're going to go through it start to finish, talk about everything that happened, dive deep into some of the little technical Nitty gritty bits that you may not understand. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping you got some of them in your you, notebook. You I've got I'm looking at you. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> well, the first thing I wrote down was a um, thing that they said on Sky Sports for the race, and I just want to quickly address it because I find it crazy. Max Verstappen has won more times than Leclerc. <laughs> no, sorry. Max Verstappen has won more times when Leclerc is on pole than Leclerc has. <laughs> oh my god that's a that's a crazy stat that is an unbelievable stat however max verstappen didn't win today the championship goes on we saw a few drastic things happen today things you know didn't always go the way that it should have been for some drivers fernando alonso why don't you give the people the stats about this race for him uh today was fernando 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 alonso 350 race in formula one he broke so many records today as well like most time on the track yeah, basically, Fernando Alonso is just a legend, but unfortunately, races, he didn't finish the race, did he? He was watching it from the side at the end, looked like an engine failure. I like how he was just sat there with who I assume is just a random guy. Yeah, not, not a random idea. guy. He looks like he was like one of the stewards or whatever, but he was just sat there chilling. That's just Fernando Alonso all over. Yeah. He's such a legend. No deck chair today, though. No deck chair today. 350th race for him it was. He didn't finish. We had six DNFs today. <sighs> Everyone had to change their strategies throughout. There were numerous times I looked at Fab and said, why have they done that? I'm sure everyone at home was the same when Russell came out on their mediums. Do you know what? I think they've done a really good job at recently. The commentators, Brundle and Crofty, is actually explaining stuff now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I I'm we're constantly learning. Like I've actually learned more this episode. And they've been funny. They said, I had a few little jokes in there. What did they say? <laughs> we'll come to it. We'll come to it. Oh, did you write that? <laughs> well, I'm going to write it somewhere. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump straight into Fab's notebook because I can see the excitement on his face. is a massive smile when he can't stop shaking. Welcome to Fab's Notebook. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Fab's Notebook. I am joined <laughs> here with Jake Boys today. Uh, we just had the Singapore's Grand Prix. Singapore's? Hi, guys. Sound Thank like you, you so much for having me on the sofa. <laughs> 
Let's just dive straight into it because straight off the bat, there was some interesting stuff which happened right at the start of the race. Most notably, I would say, is Max Verstappen not having the greatest start at all. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go to plan, did it? Um, it which was strange because Perez was so quick off the line. He, Max was just slow off the line. Well, he, he went into anti-stall. Oh, is, really? Yes. So how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one of those things which it can it just happen. Just happens, right? Yeah, you just got to have your finger in the right place. You yeah, know, you yeah know about I that. know. Yeah, you know about that. Well, Leclerc started pole, and by the first corner, Perez had taken the lead, and then Perez was in the lead for the rest of the race. Max dropped back into 12th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From 8th. I think he started in 8th. He did start 8th. But Max had one of them up and down races. He was back of the grid, then working his way through, back of the grid, working his way through. It was like a, just a strange race for everyone. Well, I, I missed Quali yesterday because I was at my sister's wedding. Yeah. Congratulations oh my God, to uh, Nikki and Joe. Quali was crazy. Yeah. I, so what actually happened with Max and Quali? Right. Just explain it for anyone who <laughs> what, doesn't you know. You want to flip it over to Jake? You want, you want me to we, give we, an explanation? We can, go to J- we can go Jake's notebook okay, for a minute. Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> right. So Max was set at a blinder. Okay. It was his last lap. The time was running out. He had to beat Leclerc for pole. And he was beating him first, second sector. And he was about nearly a second up on, um, down, sorry, on Leclerc into the last corner. But they just told him to box, like, right at the end. Obviously, they'd given him a warning a little bit. And then you can see him in the car controlling it a bit differently. He's thinking, why are they telling me to what, box? So he's, he's coming around the last corner. No, they told him to box a little bit before that. Then they confirmed box, box, just for the last corner. But he was on a hot lap. He was on, it would have been pole. Without a doubt, he only had to get around the final corner. They had to pull him into the pits because he was running out of fuel. So, obviously, because qualifying was crazy Running yesterday. Out with the of different, fuel. Right. So, with the different tyre compounds yesterday and qualifying was so messed up and crazy, not every, a lot of people stayed out and put more fuel in their cars because um, the lap time was slower anyway because it was wet. So, they could just they just filled the cars out more, basically. What, and Red Bull didn't? Which means you got more laps out. No, pretty much everyone did it. Um, but what happened was, basically, towards the end, Red Bull were running out of fuel. And if Verstappen had finished that lap, he obviously would have had to go all the way around again. And then he wouldn't have passed the FIA check where they have to take a litre of fuel out of the Formula ah. One car to test it. But he would have had less than a litre, so he would have started from the back of the grid. So Red Bull had to make the decision to stop him. I wonder why they have to take a litre of fuel. Like I can understand why they have to test it, but why a litre? I can only imagine it's to get an accurate reading, like a complete accurate reading to check that no one's doing anything wrong. Like If you can only get an inch of it, then... An ounce of it, sorry. How do you? What's a lower measure than a liter? Liters, God, I absolutely milliliter. Just tripped for about ounce. ten seconds, flipping between metric and fucking. You did this last time. <laughs> no, yeah, that happened. That's why Verstappen wasn't on pole, and then he didn't finish his lap, so he was eighth. Did you know that um, the fuel that they use in a Formula One car is ninety nine percent the same as the fuel that you use in your regular everyday road car? And the little zero point one percent is. Orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing so many comments on our stuff, by the way, about that. You People do. making jokes about orange juice. Yeah. Saying, it's not, even, you guys it's not even funny. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Thank you. Until they actually, everyone starts using it, then Red Bull won't have an advantage anymore. True. Well, we do know that there is uh, some questionable stuff going on with Red Bull at the moment. Oh, we could dive into that a little bit. <sighs> I don't know enough about it, and I don't think we should touch on it too much yet because it still hasn't been confirmed you know what i mean yeah i completely agree it's talk within the paddock and there's no need to jump on something and assume but basically the talk in the paddock is that two teams have gone over the budget cap. oh hang on two teams yeah one has gone over um, minor like gone over a, a tiny bit Do like you know under five percent I don't, I don't want to, you know, the thing is, right, <laughs> okay. I don't want to spill, like, yeah, live on air, you know. Understandable, understandable. Um, no, I don't actually know who the other team is, but then there's talk that basically Red Bull have gone majorly over, but all credit to Red Bull, no, no, no decisions and nothing can be said until it's final, okay, because they might not have gone over the budget cap. Well, Christian Horner seems fairly convinced that they've, that they've done nothing wrong. Yeah. Which is funny because the Ferrari team boss and Toto seem absolutely dead certain that they have. Which is also funny because my brother-in-law is the spit image of Christian Horner. Yeah, he actually is. And he's across of Jensen Button. He looks like, yeah, Ollie. He holds himself Ollie like might, Christian Horner so He literally, much. he stands like Christian Horner, but he's also got a bit of Jensen in him. Which, two handsome blokes. So, fair enough. Very fair. 
Very fair. So we had uh, a Williams crash very early on. Yep. That was the first lap as well. Do you, I found it funny how the commentators dragged it. Like, oh, it's Latifi. <laughs> it wasn't. It was Alvin. It wasn't even Latifi. I felt so bad for him. He just goes spinning out, goes flying backwards. They were quite good on that corner, though. I do like the way they can just go in it, put their foot on the pedal a little bit, spin round and then they're coming back out on the track yeah, I imagine pretty, if pretty I stylish. went and I span like that I'd do it once and I'd just be, be fucking spinning for about two minutes whoa, trying whoa, to find whoa, the brand whoa, whoa. yeah they're on the radio Jake just uh, press it lighter I can't stop like I honestly can't stop spinning uh, 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 <laughs> guys I can't stop <laughs> my tires man <laughs> my tires my tires uh, we had Latifi crush into Joe, which uh, ultimately put Joe out of the race, which is quite sad because it, it was you that said that it was the first time that Joe's parents were at a race. Well, don't a million percent quote <laughs> me on it. <laughs> but not long ago in a podcast before our one, he said that his dad had never watched him actually race in Formula One. Yeah. Never been there. So he may have in the time between being him going on beyond the grid to that. But his dad definitely hasn't been to many races. And his dad was there in Singapore, which I think is why... He looks so upset. Well, didn't he tell us that on the podcast and there hasn't been a race since? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I don't think he told us that on the podcast. I think he said that on Beyond the Grid. Uh, he might have told us on our pod. Oh, yeah, it was on Beyond the Grid. Shout yeah. out Beyond the Grid. So his dad was there today, so it was sad to see Joe go out because it was definitely not Joe's fault. Like, as you watch it, Latifi literally just owns up to being like, I didn't see him, which is such a shame. I've heard Latifi use that excuse before, man. I didn't see him. You have to, yeah, you have to use your mirrors. That's what they're there for. <laughs> Matt Gallagher tweeted, someone tell Latifi to use his mirrors or something like that. <laughs> someone did. remind Latifi he's got mirrors. Mate, it makes, like, we've been over this time and time again. Yeah. We don't have to go into this No, again. we don't need to go into it again. Um, Nick DeVries for 2023, let's go. Do you actually think it's going to be Nick DeVries? Well, after watching Ted's notebook, mm. uh, it looks like he could be going anywhere. He even said Aston Martin with a little wink. Yeah. I think he said Alpha Tari with a little wink. I think there's a chance that... Um, it could not be Nick DeVries at Williams, though. The other teams do want him. Well, that's, not, that's literally what I'm just saying. So if he goes to Alpha Tauri, that would be an interesting one because who's leaving? Now, you said Pierre Gasly is leaving Alpha Tauri. Oh, I don't know about you said. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be held acquaintable. You specifically <laughs> told me with confidence Pierre Gasly is leaving Alpha Tauri. I'm also the same guy that told you Oscar Piastri is going to sign for McLaren. No, sorry, Mercedes. <laughs> I get everything wrong. Yeah. So I wouldn't take anything that I actually said right. But we're learning as fast as we can. We're just watching Sky Sports at the moment live to wait for the review on Perez's penalty. Yeah, we've got Simon Lazenby, Paul DeResta and Naomi uh, Schiff on the TV. Ted Kravitz, what a guy. He has done an amazing job, hasn't he? Don't you think <sighs> over the last couple of weeks? Oh. Well, he hasn't been on it. He wasn't on it for a couple of C- weeks, couple was of weeks. he? Yeah, yeah. And then he's come back for Singapore and like he just changes the game. Ted, you need to come on the pod because everyone loves you. No one knows enough about you. So you need to come on the Pit Stop podcast and we need the full Ted story. I think it would be great. It'd be a dream app. We'll work on it, guys. We'll work on it. I reckon we can make it happen. Yeah. Do you think we should reach out? Yeah, we'll definitely get Ted. No worries. Well, have we See already, you soon, Ted. Have we already told people that we bumped into him and asked him to come on anyway? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> so I think people may have I wanted, I wanted to make us look really cool. <laughs> Ted, please come on. I've actually wrote down in Hamilton lap three. I wrote down when he radioed in and said, guys... Um, you should have listened to me. Mm. I have no grip, which I thought was interesting because Mercedes and Hamilton always seem to be quite in sync with strategy. Um, on reflection, at the time, we thought it was him saying he wanted full wets, but it was actually him saying that what set of inters he wanted to use, which I is interesting. I thought that was a bit strange. Like, why would, why would he pick wets when everyone else was on inters? I don't know. But on now- reflection of watching it, though, I do wonder whether if someone had started on wets, they would have done well. <laughs> Because they were very slow lap times at the beginning. It was very wet. It probably took, what, like 15, 20 laps for a proper dry line to form. Yeah, but they they wouldn't have had to go as slow through the corners where everyone had to snail round until the dry line was formed. I do wonder whether someone should have took a gamble from the back on wets. Hmm. Like, what is the actual difference between... Jake Newey. I'm going to start calling you. Adam Seagull. Like, what is the actual difference? I'm going to start calling you Jake Buscombe. Genuinely, how much... (laughs) Jake Buscombe. How much time do you reckon you lose from... (laughs) (laughs) Jake Jake Seagull. Shout out Bruce Buscombe. Anytime you say Adam Seagull, it absolutely kills me on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) No, Zach Brown is the team boss of McLaren. I'm not having it any other way. No, honestly, answer me seriously. How much time do you think you lose wets to intermediates? You can't, you can't, you can't put it like that because 
different conditions. So do you not think starting on wets today would have been beneficial until a dry line was there? You were telling me that the fucking intermediates are going to blow up after 29 laps. No, they did in Turkey in 2016 or something <clears> like that. That's what I said. Yeah, the life expectancy of an intermediate is only 29 laps. If they go over it, they are going to explode. <laughs> I'm thinking, fuck me, they're on 30 laps. <laughs> this is going to be insane. I was trying to build the tension, mate. you got to make it as exciting as you can. No, you did make it more exciting. Someone could have started on wets today. Because there was a safety car early, so they could have then swapped once there was a dry line inters. And they yeah, could have benefited. But if everyone else is on inters, then you're, you're no worse off. Unless you're not in the top 10. But then realistically, the top 10 meant nothing today because there were six DNFs. Yeah. Like, didn't both Aston Martins finish sixth and seventh? Stroll sixth. I haven't seen that many DNFs before. Um, I think we... At the start the of the year, is. there was six, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, I think there was. There was, there was. Like, a few races in, there was another six DNFs. I wonder what the most amount of DNFs in a race ever is. If you know, send it to us at Pitstop on Instagram. Let us know. One thing that I had, which was um, I thought was really exciting, and I could be wrong here, but K-Mag came into the pits to fix his nose cone and change his tyres. Um, and when I was looking at his car getting done, I was looking at the front left tyre, and he only had one pit crew... On the tyre. Huh? So there was a guy kneeling down, right? And I, I missed the first bit, but I see him push the tyre on with both hands. He put, the, put it on the nut, pushed it with both hands, picked the gun up, and then screwed the wheel on. What? There's one guy. Surely they lost so much time. But then they, is it because well, the others were on the nose cone? They were changing the nose cone. Yeah, so, so it doesn't matter because they don't have to be in such a rush. But is that what it is then? Is, that, is it like double duties? Does, this, does the second man from the tyre go help fix yeah, the nose definitely. cone? Yeah, Because if you've got... It's going to take like at least 10 seconds to change a nose cone. So, and you need two people either side because there's two bolts either yeah. side. So, do you reckon the two extra people from the front do the nose cone and the back tyres still have two people on it each? Yeah, I do. And that's a very good spot because that is probably why people like listen to Pitstop Podcasts because it's only me and you that would like notice something so simple <laughs> and be like, yeah. why did that happen? Why was there only one person? But no, that is very true. I was trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, no, because it takes so long to change your front wing. All they I, might as well just do that. All I have here on my notes is like safety car, safety car, virtual safety car, safety car, safety car. We had three safety cars and two virtual safety cars this race. I haven't got many notes left, but I have got, um, I wish F1 cars had horns. Because <laughs> there, there was just a certain few bits of them going around corners when like Hamilton was behind, behind Vettel and that. And I was just imagining like, like right behind well, Verstappen them. Like, was stuck behind Vettel for ages, wasn't he? Or was it, or was it Hamilton? Yeah. yeah, it was Hamilton. Then you saying he's too slow, he's holding me up. There were some good battles today, because you don't usually see a lot of these drivers battle each other. That's what I was saying to you. It's nice to see, like, different drivers battle different people, because when there's the same people always at the front, mm. you don't always get to see them come through the field. There's a lot of touching, there's a lot of friction, there's a lot of wheels touching. And crazy a lot shit. of punctured tyres. We had, what, like three or four punctured tyres today? And yeah. everyone did well to make it back into the pits on a punctured tyre. Like, that can't be easy to drive in a wet. So who had a puncture? It was Latifi, K-Mag had one as well. Um, Russell did as well. Russell had one Russell as well. Russell punctured his tyre. Um, he did well. Russell had a bit of a weird race, didn't he? Because he risked the mediums. And a bit of me did think, you know, this could be a good idea. I asked you this earlier. You didn't have an answer for me. So maybe you can pull it up while we're talking about something else. But why did Russell start at the back of the grid today? He had a grid penalty. Well, yeah, obviously. But, like, that doesn't explain why he got the grid. But has he got a new engine or...? Uh, he, he just started from the pits. <laughs> well, he just chose to. Bro, don't put me under pressure. I don't know. I am so good. I'm going to start from I the pits. I don't know. He, he didn't quite... He probably... He, I think he may have took a penalty because he didn't qualify very well. Anyway, I think he went out in Q2. I think he was like Q 13th. He didn't get top 10. Right. So chances are he may have took a penalty because he was low anyway. So they thought, you know what? This is probably a good time. Just go back to the grid. That's all I can assume. But I can't think what he'd be taking a penalty for. Is he engine? New engine? Must be an engine. Or maybe he just started in 13th, we didn't realise, and then he just dropped back. Hmm. Don't I don't know. actually know. Another thing for all the new fans listening is me and Fab have been noticing all the tear-offs. Now, if you don't know what a tear-off is, when Brad and Michael came on, the performance coaches, they spoke about it. It's the bit that they rip off the visor. They have, like, how many fitted? Like, 15 fitted a race? Like, eight, eight or nine? So when their visor gets dirty, the, the driver just quickly rips, uh, rips it off, and then they have a clean visor, and they get, like, eight or nine of them in a race. But I wonder if anyone else actually notices them. Oi, oi, look at you his You see advert. them, like, throw them. 
Look what? at this advert. That looks like Carlos signs on a toothpaste advert. Wait till he comes up. <laughs> the people, the people oh, can't oh, see it. Carlos signs on a toothpaste. Like yeah, you have to look for the rip-offs because they go flying. Tear-offs, yeah. And who was it that radioed in and said he thinks it's in his brakes? Uh, Leclerc. It could have been... Or Verstappen. Someone, yeah. Someone just... Because it happened. Obviously, was it Spa? Verstappen tore off his... Into Leclerc. ...thing, Leclerc. And that was the first time that we saw it happen. And as far as I'm concerned, the first time that we'd heard it even spoken about a tear-off going into someone's brake duct and actually causing them to pit. Yeah. And I thought it was going to happen again today because one of them, I don't know who it was, it could have been Leclerc, he, he mentioned it. It's one of them things in the sport that you never actually... I never ever would have noticed until you said once, like, oh, that's what that is. I just assumed it'd be like a little some, like a bit of duct tape falling off a car or something. But when you actually see them, you do see them just fly across the I track. I thought every it was like a, a sandwich wrapper from the fans or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that's what I thought it was. No, I can see why they have them. Imagine back in the day they didn't. That's a, that's a crazy thought. Back in the day, they wouldn't have had that. And it, you know what it's like when you go go kart or anything, it can mist up. Or anytime you wear a visor, it can mist up. I could not imagine driving those old cars because as we've as we've heard people talk about and we even witnessed it in Silverstone when we sat in that car in the in the shop in the Silverstone shop whatever you call it you're so high up and out of the car like now the guys are so tucked down in the car that if any debris or anything flies towards them they're fairly protected and they've got the halo now but can you imagine being in a car and having a crash in Formula One in like the 60s, and you're sat upright, you've got all your like upper upper body exposed, your shoulders out, that's scary. So, and it's interesting you say that, because earlier Lando Norris was doing an interview before the Singapore race, and he and he like, is a confident guy, and he had a great race today, but before it, he was like joking oh, around, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, it's a bit scary like when it's this wet. And I was just thinking like, some drivers on that grid do have such an advantage in like certain conditions and tracks because like especially the experienced ones because like imagine you're Vettel like that's probably why Vettel was so well Vettel actually is I think Sergio Perez was actually the first person to ever win in Singapore that isn't a world champion that's another fact for you great because Vettel won it last time in 2019 and it's always win a world champion it's but always yeah, great to see Perez win a race yeah oh it's always great he's got a big party tonight we'll see him coming off the boat again in Monaco yeah. with one shoe yeah. <laughs> he's gonna, gonna fly to Monaco just to celebrate <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love him amazing race but yeah where I was going was is I wonder whether it really helps the older drivers who have driven without a halo be able to be completely less scared like around these tracks in the wet because they've done it more dangerous Whereas if you're a new driver and you've only driven with a halo, you're still scared of it. But the people before are probably like, oh, I'm safe, I've got a halo. I think any time that you're racing when you've got minimal runoff areas, it's going to be scary because you just haven't got the room for mistakes. Like if you're being pressed into, into a turn by someone else and you've got a load of grass that you can fly across, it's not going to be as scary, right? But if you've got a concrete wall next to you, it's going to scare anyone at mm. the speeds that they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Like, imagine, like, like when we podcast, we're not nervous. Like, we're just chill. Like, this is what we do. But, like, if we had to do a podcast live on Sky Sports, you'd probably be a bit more nervous. Because if you make a mistake, you're going to get in more trouble than it's if true. you were here. Yeah, the pressure, I guess. And also the fact that someone else can ruin it for you, which mm. is proven in today's race. Like, you've got to drive at maximum speed, but you've also got to have the trust that everyone else on the grid isn't going to crash into you or ruin it for you. But no, today today was a, today was a great race, um, and ultimately for the championship, it's made it really interesting because the you know it was always Leclerc and Verstappen battle, wasn't it? But Perez winning today now basically makes it a Red Bull one two. Like it's a technically Perez can still win the championship. He could still win. We're gonna have to see what happens in Japan. But Verstappen can still win in Japan. But imagine a Verstappen DNF, a Perez win. Two, race, two races in a row. And imagine if it came down to the end of the season where both Red Bull drivers were competing against each other. That would be absolutely crazy. Do you know how many points are between them? Um, I'm going to get that up right now. Uh, you can pull that up. Oh, and I'm, that up. I'm just going to talk about uh, the multiple safety cars that we had. One of them, uh, we had Verstappen, who was not... <laughs> Verstappen wasn't caught a napping <laughs> on one of the restarts. I loved it when he said that. That was crofty. Crofty. Fair play, Crofty. Verstappen wasn't caught a napping on the restart of one of the safety cars and he took uh, Vettel straight away. Breaking! Oh. Only two points between Sergio Perez and Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc is still in the lead. Charles Leclerc has 237. Sergio Perez has 235. Mate, that but is what's, seriously What's close. the difference between Verstappen and Leclerc? 
It's quite a lot. Um, 63 plus that. I think it's about... I think we're looking at 104. I think it's 104 points at the moment. Oh. Yeah, it's... Mate, Verstappen can win in Japan pretty oh, easily. Oh, it's far gone. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're actually currently staring at the TV. So what we are going to do is we are going to leave you with a... We will be right back with the decision on what Sergio Perez is going to get because we're currently seeing Leclerc being called into the stewards room and I feel like it'd be good for us to talk about the situation that's going to unfold here. Yep, it's Ted's notebook. Ted knows what he's talking about. So we'll be right back any moment now. So we are back after that commercial break and we have come to the conclusion that... Well, we still don't have any idea. Ted's notebook <laughs> ended and we still don't have a, a final outcome. But there was a news report that I've seen of him and Checo says that he doesn't think there's going to be any further investigation. There was talks of basically two penalties, which would have added up to 10 seconds. Stupid. I didn't even Stupid. see anything in the what, whole race. What are they investigating? Well, apparently he was throwing he told, his hands up. Yeah, telling a safety car to speed up and then potentially actually going past a safety car. Two infringements, five I seconds each. I don't think each. he went past him, though. And also, like, he hasn't got out the car and told Bert Mylander directly, like, you need to drive faster. He's just getting annoyed. Yeah, it's one of those where Ferrari fans obviously want it. Red Bull fans obviously don't. But at this moment in time, it doesn't look like it's going to change. It looks like Sergio Perez is going to win. So we're just going to, for the sake of the podcast, say that Sergio Perez did win. And we'll just completely stick with that. And I actually think it will be quick, good to quickly just go through the top, the top nine. I say top nine because the screenshot on my phone doesn't go any further than that. <laughs> so Perez won. Leclerc came second. Sainz came third. Norris came fourth. Fantastic drive for Excellent Norris. drive. Daniel Ricciardo came fifth. Brilliant so stuff. that's a McLaren four and five. That's a lot of points for them considering both Alpines DNF. That's really good. I think Ricciardo was like a good 20 seconds behind Lando. Yeah. Um, but he was out on softs, wasn't he? Well, hey, it's points at the end of the day. So. Bottas was the first person on like lap 13 not to take the gamble though. Or it might have been a bit later than that, but he switched uh, to softs. Questionable. Well, mm. he... I mean, he didn't finish in the points, so it didn't work, but... Yeah, it was a shame. You could see when I did think Softs was, was ballsy, considering, you know, even mediums were sliding all over the place. Where did he finish? 11th? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So not Stroll quite in the six. points. No. That Verstappen. was the, the highest ever uh, points finish for Stroll. Was it? Yep. Congratulations. I thought he just won a, won a race. This year. Oh, yeah, this But he year. hasn't won a race, I don't think. Stroll has. Has he? Yeah. No. Stroll has won no, a race. No, you are having... Stroll has won a race. You are having me on. I am so certain. I am so certain. If um, Strolls won a race, then fucking Nicholas Latifi for world champion next year. Okay, I was wrong. Can confirm Stroll hasn't won a race. Got three podiums and one pole position. I meant he had a pole position. That's, uh, what, I that's meant. what you meant. Yeah. Easily done. Easily done. Question time. I'm not done yet. I have a question Stroll for you. Stroll sixth. I have a question Verstappen for you. seventh. Vettel eighth. Hamilton ninth. Okay, fine. Really fucking awesome. Right. How many gear changes? No one cares about that shit, do they? They know the order. At the Singapore Grand Prix. Why would you randomly throw that on me? <laughs> because they pulled it up on the screen and I knew you weren't listening. Is it multiple choice? <laughs> it's multiple It's multiple choice. Okay. Now, you do have three lifelines. Okay. Ask the audience, no one here. Yeah. You have remove uh, one random wrong answer or you have phone a friend. Okay. So the answers are 48, 56, 74 or 91. Singapore Grand Prix. I believe it's got 19 corners, correct? Yeah, I think it's got right. 19 corners. So what you're looking up, that upshift, downshift, 5, 19, 50. I'm going to go 91. I'm going to go the highest one. Really? There's a lot of corners. So, well, let's just go back to a few of the other tracks. So I believe it was, what track was it? I think it was Austria where there was 36. Uh-huh. Austria is a lot quicker. Much smaller track. Yeah. Um, and then we had another one where it was like 50 odd. Mm -hmm. Monaco, I believe. Was it Monaco? I think so. Monaco, very similar to Singapore in terms of it being tight, lots of corners, lots of gear changes. Yeah, I'm sticking with 91. That's You think 91? Yeah, I reckon it's a lot. Really? Yeah, I reckon it was a lot as well because of the weather. Now, there is absolutely no way in hell that you would have got that, I don't think. I think that you were listening. No way! I know what you were doing. You're doing your classic game of... 
why don't we say to Jake, this one it was 30, this one it was 50, thinking Jake will change his answer, and then I'll change my answer, and you'll go, it was 91. That's what you were trying to do. You were trying to bug me off again. Well, of course I was. Well, I'm, trying, I to, I'm right. trying to throw you off the scent. That's what I I'm doing. knew it was 91. I took into account the weather, because there's obviously going to be more gear changes in bad weather, because you've <laughs> got to go slower around corners. You've got to come down, you've got to go up. Yeah, much, much, I think. Oh, yeah. Much, much. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're going with... You, you, are you sure you're sticking with 91? Yeah, I'm right, aren't I? No, you're wrong. Where is it? 74. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, you were right. What? It was 91. Wow, it's such a game. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad I finally won something. You... I actually, the people are going to be really proud of me. I am going to confirm why George Russell started from the pits. Oh, George yes, Russell started please. from the pits because he took a new power unit for the race, which is exactly what you said, Fabio. Which is an engine. Yeah, a brand new engine, which means you have to start from the pits after Park Ferme if you do it. That's good. That's, uh... I'm glad we've cleared that one yeah, up. It's, now we know. Yes, yeah, it's good for us to be professional on the Pit Stop podcast and give accurate, correct information. Lap 21, Fernando Alonso out of the race. Kind of broke my heart a little bit. I think it breaks my heart every time he DNFs, but he was doing such a good job at holding off Verstappen, one of the things that I heard the commentators talking about, I think it was Brundle, was the fact that they didn't have DRS because they were in the rain. So it wasn't benefiting Verstappen, but he didn't need the DRS because they're so much, the Red Bulls are so much quicker than the Alpines. You could see it. So Fernando Alonso was, he had figured out what parts of the track Verstappen was quickest and where he could overtake him. So he was using his ERS. Yeah, when you said that, I'm going to just, I'm going to just have to be honest because I, I still don't get it. I still don't know what ERS means. Like, when you said that, like, a bit of me... F I, I, I feel like it's charging the battery. It's the overtake button. I, I still don't get this at all. It gives you a boost of power. What? So, and that is the battery. It's the battery, but it drains. So, basically, you can only use it for a certain amount of time, and then you have to charge it back up to use it again. People use it when they're overtaking someone else if they haven't got DRS, or if they are using DRS, but they even want even more speed. Or you could use it coming out of a corner... But you, but obviously once it's out, it's out. So you've got to recharge it. Well, it does. Yeah, it does recharge. But obviously you you burn through it quicker than you recharge it back up. So how do you recharge it? That's when you break, right? The kinetic energy from breaking. From yeah. breaking. Yeah. So you're telling me he was deliberately not using his ERS until he was in a zone where Verstappen would try and overtake. And then he was using his ERS to keep ahead of Verstappen. That's what you got to do. Alpine's so, not quick enough. But then that doesn't make sense to me. Because if Verstappen's a quicker car, why would Verstappen not just use his ERS in that part as well? And it'd still be quicker. He probably was using his ERS. You but the Alpines, I've got, got to just use whatever they can. If he wasn't using it. Mm. I'm glad they finally enabled DRS. Yes. Because it that. was very wet. And well, I couldn't even give you a lap for that. because uh, It was around 30 something. It was around 30 something. It was after the safety car no, when everyone was, came back out on slicks. Yeah, and they had 27 minutes to go. So it yeah. didn't tell you what lap it was, but it, they had 27 minutes left. Yeah, it was. Only, I like the way it went to a timer, and I'm glad we got all the race done. But it's crazy because we're just watching it on TV now, and it's 1 a.m. in Singapore, and they're still all in the paddock. Like everyone's there. 1 a.m. Yeah, they're going to be partying the night away. Lissy's there, isn't she? Yeah, she's partying the night away. Living, living life. Very jealous. She's been hosting F1 TV. Yeah. Pretty incredible. That's actually really cool. Saw her on the TV a couple it's of times. It's amazing. We could never be trusted to do anything live like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could not do that. That would be the end. It would be the end before we even got started. Russell onto mediums, lap 22. Mm -hmm. That's when the race started to spice up. Yeah. Because everyone was saying, well, you had Carlos Sainz saying, I think we are nearly ready for slicks. And then you had Verstappen saying, we're nowhere near it. Like and then it's, you had it's way Adrian Newey radioing into Perez saying that, he's, that Russell's on mediums. And then he said, do you think? And then they radioed back to, to Perez and said, Russell's really struggling, which Russell really did struggle, to be fair. Oh, yeah. But in the end, he made the decision to pit right at the end and put his softs on. And that's an interesting point as well, because George Russell actually got the fastest lap of this race, even though he finished last. Now, this is really interesting. It's very interesting because neither of us knew the answer to this. And I've got it written down here. Um, no, I knew the answer to it. I told you it. <laughs> he, he got the fastest lap point deliberately to take it away from Perez because they're, they're, cl they're close in point comp competition. But if you don't finish in the top 10, you don't actually get accredited your fastest lap point. But it mean, meant Perez couldn't get it. So basically, all Russell did was take fastest lap away from Perez. Yes. To, to make the points gap shorter which was very interesting like i love it when stuff like that happens in f1 
I love it when there's all these little technical games and things you there's can do. There's a lot of little bits here and there. I'm just going through my notes here. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that if you... you neither did you. You didn't fucking know because I asked I you and you had no idea. I told you it when we were idea. sat on the sofa. <laughs> Bollocks, it you came on the TV. You asked me and I went, he doesn't get it if he's in top 10. Not in top 10. And then you said, I think. And then you laughed about it, which means you, it's another one of Jake Boys' wild guesses. <laughs> it's another Jake Boys' wild lie. <laughs> I was spot on with that one. Yeah, no, you were spot get on with that. Get back to your bloody notebook and stop showing off. I did not know, um, I did not know that you had to be in the top 10 to get a fastest lap point. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't either. But we do you know do what? The only, the only reason I thought about it is because I remember like when we were, <laughs> whenever we go on the Sims and like one of us wipes out and gets a crash. Like if you were like if you came last in our one of our F one races, you'd be trying to go for the fastest lap. Like you would pit and try and go for the fastest lap, and then we would always go to the menu and you never had a point for it, and we couldn't ever figure oh, it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I used to be so annoyed. You're like, why haven't I got a point for it? I was like, I actually fucking don't know. It's like the game is glitched. Yeah, so you have to be in the top ten to get a fastest lap. Well, that makes sense. Everything's adding up. You know, so many drivers went into the barrier today. Um, it's moments like this when you realise how far the health and safety has come. Like, I know there's concrete barriers as well, but I think they're normally on the straights. When you have these corners, what do they call them? Like tech, tech, tech safe barriers or what, something. The barriers like that. where they like go into them and they're soft. What I don't get, yeah, they're, they're like soft, right? But they're still good enough to stop a car. But then sometimes they crash into them and they come out and the front wing's fine. Sometimes you come out and it's like fucked. But sometimes they do genuinely crash, reverse, and you can't <laughs> even tell that they've crashed. Well, what cracked me up was Alban crashed again, lol. Lap 26. No, no, none of that with Alban. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, no, Alban did well to be there today. He had an operation. Yeah, he did, but he crashed into ago. a wall twice. What, front... he crashed into a wall twice this weekend? Yeah, front wing was lodged in the wall. And there was this he little... can blame that on the appendix. I have my appendix out. It ain't easy. Yeah, yeah, fair enough appendix it is. Um, there was this little chubby guy trying to pull it out of the wall. <laughs> it cracked me up because he was yanking on it so hard. It was like he was trying to pull the Excalibur from the stone. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally got it out. Which How was... heavy do you reckon that front wing is? Not very. What, like the whole front wing? I Let's compare it very... to something. Like, in this room, looking around now, what do you reckon would be the closest thing to a front wing? Do you reckon, like, that guitar amp? No, Do you no. reckon it'd be like a... No, I've, I've more like the guitar, the acoustic guitar. No or, or way. The, or the light. It would weigh more than a guitar. The light? No, it weigh more than that. I'd say either the orange box or the hoover. I still think it's got to be quite heavy because two people that carry amp, it. That amp is heavy. All right, let's go Hoover. I'd say, yeah, yeah, Hoover is Because a good two shout. people carry it. And if it was like complete carbon fiber, you'd just carry it with one hand and go. Beep. Yeah, but however, do you, do you see how they carry it? Yeah, per well, they have to so they can get it perfectly on the screws. But I, you would think they would hold it on the big chunky bit, which like sticks to the car, but they're holding it from the fragile wing. Yeah, because it, I imagine because the actual front wing is so fragile. That if you held it by the front bit, but it I thought it would just snap. Just snap well, yeah, you you can't hold it by the front bit because they're so fragile. That's where they get damaged. So no, they easy. do hold it by the front bit. Oh, do they? Yeah, I thought they hold the side bits on the front. <laughs> We're both on they different the, pages. They, they hold the side of the front bit. I, you know, what I mean the bit which actually attaches to the car, mm. the long bit. I thought they would hold that because it just looks stronger. Mm. Anyway, we're, we're chatting shite here. You're not going to say how well Ferraris done today. Uh, I mean, they had a double podium, and they were by far the best car on track. I saw an amazing photo or a video. It was Ferrari. Actually, no, maybe that maybe Red Bull <laughs> was the best car on track. He won. Was it? I don't know if it was in. It must have been in Quali because I missed it. But Ferrari did an unsafe release with both of their own cars. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did see that. I saw the photo. They put it out, and then there was the other car. It is entertaining. It was actually the guy from Red Bull that put it on his story. That's how I yeah, saw it. Yeah, it was Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he legend Sam it's so funny as well we keep seeing everyone that we know on telly like yeah. just all the time oh, now you guys are bro. everywhere was it in practice or Clifford qualifying Callum. Callum nuts in his mate <laughs> next to him and Ed from Red Bull is everywhere with the Checo flag I've just oh messaged Ed God. to tell him to come on the pod he's such a legend man he's he was so stood funny. there with the yeah with the Mexican flag <laughs> screaming his lungs out He's such a like, there's so many great people we need to get on the pod. If anyone's listening doesn't know who Ed is, he's just one of the other pit crews from um, Red Bull. And Callum said that he should come on. And we've met him a couple of times now. He's a funny guy. Funny, We'd funny guy. And he's great at his job as well. But ultimately, it's one of them people that just is able to be, you know, serious and then hilarious at the same time. So he'd be great on the pod. Give us some insight and also have a laugh. <laughs> he would be really good. So Red Bull, if you're listening, thank you very much. <laughs> Apart from that, mate, there's, um, you know, we had a few other crashes. We had uh, lots of crazy shit going on, but 
that's kind of it, really. But yeah. It was one of them races where like a load happened, but then at the same time, like not a lot happened. Like it looked like a lot happened because there was DNFs and there was safety cars and everyone was pitting and different tire compounds. But realistically, like not loads happened. I don't feel like there was loads of mad overtakes. I don't feel like there was loads of mad battles. Like Nah, there, I guess there was like a lot happened, but it was all kind of minor stuff. Like any of the crashes there was, no one it, there weren't bad crashes the weather definitely would have played a part like drs wasn't open for so long um you can't even reach maximum speed in the wet no. i'm just glad we got a race there was a, obviously a chance we could there not was have a got point a race where we were questioning it right i still don't know why they started an hour late well there's a thing where they get a three-hour window to complete the race but as soon as they start the preparation on the grid the three-hour window starts but they hadn't started the um preparation on the grid which meant they were allowed to push the start time back an hour so they still had three hours so the only reason that they finished on a timer wasn't because of what happened wasn't, wasn't actually because they ran out of race time it was just, time. It was just because they ran out of time because of the safety cars and yeah. the lap times were much longer than normal what i think so amazing about the singapore grand prix and one of the main reasons i want to go next year is i love the fact that it's like slap bang in the center of the city and they've got all these crazy fireworks going off so even if you're like in a hotel room in the city and you're not watching the f1 like you'll just like hear all these fireworks going mm. off it just looks cool i like the way the cars are going over the motorway whilst it's going on like imagine you're just driving along with family in the car you just look left and like max verstappen's flying under the bridge under yeah. you or something like that imagine if like someone just dashes a fag out their window as they're going <laughs> over the bridge and it lands <laughs> in the cockpit of sergio oh perez imagine that <laughs> Crazier stuff's probably happened, to be fair. I reckon we should do an episode on crazy F1 stories. All right. That's not a bad shout. That'd be cool. But then maybe the people listening could help us out. Like, if there's any articles, YouTube videos, crazy stories from history, send them to our Instagram, at pitstop, and maybe we'll do like a bonus episode where we just go for a load of crazy F1 stories and things that happen. I guess what we could do then is if you if we put something out on Instagram, everyone sends in their stuff. Yeah, just DM us. You You read it. I won't read any of them. And then you can kind of tell me that the start of the story and we'll try, I'll try and figure out like where, what could have happened or where it could have gone. All right. Cause there's been some crazy stuff. Like I couldn't believe it when you told me years ago, Ferrari tried them weird wings, like origami wings, like just weird. I know like that's public, a lot of but there's probably shit. like a lot of weirder stuff. And this is probably really stupid of me. And I'm probably going to sound like an idiot right now, but I didn't know that it was a Williams car that Ayrton Senna was in when he crashed and passed away. I didn't know it was a Williams. Did you not? Is that, is that? fucking really stupid I, I i wasn't i couldn't have told you if you'd said what 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 one it was i think it's because it wasn't blue when i just assumed senna was ferrari like i just thought ferrari 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 i didn't really even, he might have won loads at williams i don't know okay yeah <laughs> i still believe he was one of the greatest if not the greatest drivers of all time after that movie was insane and i loved everything about senna his persona the battle he was having with uh, prost i believe speaking of movies really excited to see what lewis hamilton is doing I think there's a documentary in the works. No, there's, it's a movie, isn't it? Isn't there an actual proper F1 movie coming out? Which Lewis is involved in, maybe like as a director role or something like that. But there's actually a documentary in the works about Lewis Hamilton. Oh, really? Gnomes was talking about it on the TV, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Because he just went to Africa and I think he had a crew follow him, following him around, filming everything and stuff. That'd be great because I want to know more about Lewis. Like, this is why I'd really like him on the pod because I just feel like... I feel like in different interviews, you get different bits out of him. You get different sides of him. Like, obviously, he's an amazing racing driver. He's got a lot of pressure. He's got to be so careful with everything. But I'd love to know more about him as a person. Like, dive deep into everything and just have a chat with him where it felt like it wasn't media, well, it was, I guess. It was really interesting to hear them talk about him because I think his words were, I am the happiest that I've ever been. Now, for a guy who hasn't won a race, isn't having the year that he should be having... For him to turn around and say, I am the happiest that I've ever been, speaks volumes. Mm. But then, do you, like, do you, do you, how strange is that? Does, a bit does of that, me does doesn't that... know whether he really means that. Like, to be honest, like, is he looking at that from the aspect of like, I've had a bad car at the start of the season. It's getting better. No. The team's working well. No, he doesn't mean that. Or is he just meaning in his life? In his life. And, and that now says to me, maybe after all these years of F1 being everything to him, maybe he's getting to the age now where he's like, look, I've had this legacy. I've done, I've, I've smashed barriers, records. I've done so much. Maybe it's not about being another world champion again. 
Mm. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's gone. Like, obviously, he's still going to race next year and still go for another world championship. But maybe he's at that turning point now where he's like, do I need to keep doing this to be happy? Like, there's so, much, so many other things I can do in my life. It's difficult, though, like, where... Put yourself, yourself in his shoes. You're 7-7 with Schumacher. Like, you, this is the record, which... I watched an interview of Schumacher when he said it and he says, yeah, seven-time world champion. I believe one day someone may be it, may be it. You know, it's not going to be a problem for me if someone beats it. Schumacher says that. Do you reckon Hamilton really wants to beat it? Do you think deep down he's like, I want to set it and I want it to be eight, so it's me? Or do you think he's quite happy with knowing that like I've, Schumacher got seven, I got seven? I think it would be very noble of him to be to accept this is Michael Schumacher. I'm... If it was me, I would be happy. I would step down graciously and be like, I'm level with, with the great Michael Schumacher. I don't need to beat him. Yeah, maybe if like he was forcing an extra year or a couple, extra couple of years to try and win it, but he's not yet. Like He's not old enough. Like He can still go. Like He'll definitely race next year and there's no way Lewis Hamilton's going to be on that grid and not be trying to win. Yeah. So like... I, he will probably be going for the eighth, and I do think Mercedes next season will be really strong. So I'm already excited for next season, and we're not even <laughs> at the end of this one yet. It's mad what you said that Lewis said he's the happiest. Where did he say that? They were talking about it. Gnomes was talking about it on TV. Do you reckon, yeah, maybe he's just completely been able to like separate from... Maybe not having the media pressure of winning every week for like the first half of the year let him settle his mind a lot more because he's been winning for so long in a, on a, in, a, in a row and the pressures and the media. and Well, any time that you're winning, you have to defend it. Well, yeah, you're expected to win again. So there's pressure right there. But at the same time, if you're not winning and you have been, then you're going for it. Yeah. You're on the charge. Well, uh, yeah, a really good way to think about it is, look, Max Verstappen finished seventh today and a lot of the time he's at the back of grid. But for a lot of the race, you're just watching Max Verstappen yeah. because he is the going to be champion and you know everyone's talking about him you get all the camera time all the pressure on you everyone's talking about you there was at times there was the whole grid in front of Verstappen and we're still watching Verstappen race I've, I didn't watch any of Ricardo. I genuinely don't even think Ricardo got airtime No. Nah. I don't even remember what, when we're watching or barely any of Norris and they came fourth and fifth Norris got a little bit but it just shows you doesn't it but Ricardo got like yeah like that's no. what I mean like even at the end of the race when it was um, Perez's last lap, they didn't swap until like a couple of corners before Perez was coming over. It was still Verstappen and Vettel battle, which yeah. was good. And Verstappen did get round him. But just when you think about it, the pressure of being the number one is so much. And I wonder whether Lewis has come out of that and it's helped him now. I don't know, because if it was anyone else, maybe, yeah. But because it is Lewis Hamilton and he's always going to have eyes on him, I felt... I would have thought it had been the opposite. I'd have thought this year, considering who he is and he hasn't done very well, maybe there'd be more pressure on him. But maybe that's what he needed. Maybe in the August break when they had three weeks off, he needed that time to go away, reset, get rid of this, like forget about F1, get rid of the stress, go hang out with some fucking gorillas. Like go do yeah. some cool shit. But I thought he did that because he wanted the break. Like I, I did, but then maybe that's why he's now the happiest he's ever been. Like, I don't know. I, well, I'd love to get him on. This is why I, I know it sounds oh, ridiculous. I know oh, it's yeah. like, I know we say it ridiculously, but like, we'll do it one day. That's not ridiculous at all. Of course, no. of course we'll get him. We'll have Lewis Hamilton one day, I hope. And I just want to ask him that. Like, yeah. just find out the, the ins and outs of it all. Like, like, he's there on our wall. Like, we've got a picture of him on our wall, 94 rated, like, arguably the best driver of all time. He's definitely got some of the best records. How can you be happy in a car that doesn't win when you're a compulsive winner? And mm. that I guess that's something I'd like to know. Like I think it would I think it would hurt anyone. I mean I, I was thinking the same about Valtteri. Being at Mercedes, you know, coming winning a lot of races, coming podium most of the time, to being in a team now which aren't he's he's not doing as great. I mean I even asked him. Yeah, I said we, it to him. Yeah, you know, I've always said that about Valtteri. I've I've always I always said the one question I wanted to ask him was like how do you feel about like not winning a world championship? But like we listened to him on Beyond the Grid talking about it before, and I was like, I don't want to ask the same question. But when you're sat across this guy and you're watching him, like in our first season of F1, when we watched it at the end, it was Bottas, Hamilton, and Verstappen, the three. Mm. Like that Bottas is good enough to be right up there in the right car. Of course. And it's like, it's a sad one, but he seems to be very content and happy as well. But then I always, what I, the reason I want to use our pod for like a good and let these people talk is because I just feel like 
in media interviews, it's so easy for any personality to just be like, oh yeah, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. But like, I feel like there's always so much more behind it. Like, it's all about priorities, man. I think um, we we've we've spoke so much about Alfa Romeo and how amazing their team is, and I think for Valtteri now to be at that sort of smaller team, maybe a bit less pressure. I don't know, everyone gets along. It's just a nice feeling. I think he'll enjoy having Joe as a teammate and Joe will definitely enjoy having Bottas. Like, the glue between them and what they both bring. And, yeah, I, I think I think Alfa Romeo are in a good place. Obviously, they're going to want to improve the car. Like, they're, they're not doing... They started off so well. Because when, when I made that prediction at the beginning, Valtteri Bottas will win a race season, there were races at the beginning, weren't there, where he'd make it into Q3. And we'd be like, oh, my God, you know, if it started rains or something, Valtteri Bottas could actually win. Yeah. And then it just stopped, which is which is gotten because we absolutely love Bottas. But yeah, it's um, I guess that's the end, really, isn't it? The Singapore Grand Prix is over. Sergio Perez has won his fourth race. It is over. We're about fifty minutes in. What nice. fifty minutes for an extra episode? A nice solid pod. pod- oh, it is a Sunday, Monday. Nice, nice solid podcast. Yeah, we've got loads of big things coming. When we tell you about this big guest, by the way. Not going to give anything away, but just cannot believe he's going to come to us and be on our sofa. And when you see why, it's going to be ridiculous. It's not going to be live for a couple of weeks yet, but I do suggest you hit the follow button on the podcast. Rate it five stars. And if you're not subscribed to our YouTube yet, go and subscribe because we're nearly on 30,000 subs and we need all your help. We need 200. 200,000? No, 200 followers until... 200 subs subscri- on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, to 30k. And there's more than 200 people listen to this. Of course there are. And if you don't have a YouTube channel, just quickly make one. It takes like five seconds. Yeah, or make ten. Yeah, a ten. And then we can reply to your comments. Or if go, you comment, go to one of those dodgy websites and like. You keep and telling buy me, it's two episodes in a row you told me Someone to go to a dodgy website. <laughs> buy me some IG followers as well. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> Fab, why do you need more Instagram don't followers? Don't do that. Why do you need more Instagram We're followers? We're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> Should we end the podcast here then and have a nice chilled Sunday? Guys, we're going to end the podcast here. We're going to have a nice chilled Sunday. And I am going to leave you guys with a something a little bit different. My band, Alexis Kings, has a brand new song coming out October 22nd, which is also the same day that we're playing a show in London at the Camden Assembly in Camden. And there is enough people listening because we can see on locations where you live that live in and around London. So if you want to come and watch Fab's band... Play their new music. It's unbelievable. I'll be there dancing, sinking gins. You, you don't know. even have to like my band. Just come hang out with Jake in the crowd. Yeah, I'll just be the, I will literally just be there sinking th- shots and gins. So if you want to come some down, serious shapes. Yeah, so how do they find out where it is? They go on... You want to go on the Alexis King's Instagram page. Tickets aren't live yet, but they'll be going up very soon. So make sure you follow Alexis King's music on Instagram. I think Quickest way to find it is probably through your personal Instagram. Go on Fab's personal Instagram. And it's in my bio. And it's in his bio. And yes. then you can see the post about, you know, the gig and everything like that. Hopefully see some of you guys there. That'd be great. Yeah, 100%. So this next song that we have and coming up. And you can all up, buy me drinks. Thank you, guys. Yeah, buy drinks because we're poor. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Significantly broke. Ladies and gents, thanks so much for tuning into the Pit Stop Podcast. This is Tangerine by Alexis King. Spirit Studios.